Hey friends, I hope you're all staying safe and healthy and taking care of yourselves and the people who are important to you. Are you managing to have any fun these days? I know that's a weird question, but seriously, if if you're like me and you live in America, it's like a never-ending stream of bad news. California is on fire. Every day there's a new theory regarding how the current political administration will undermine democracy on November 3rd. For those unaware, that's when we here in the States head to the polls to determine if we're going to give this maniac in office another four years. My point is, it's not always easy to find fun these days, whatever fun means to you. I mean, if fun is any of the activities that have been put on hold indefinitely due to the pandemic, then I feel bad for you. Are bowling alleys even open? Is bowling even fun? I don't know. For me, lately... Fun has been listening to albums, new and old, and this is going to sound alien to a lot of music fans, and maybe I should be embarrassed to admit this, but I do not know the Rolling Stones' discography well at all. I mean, I alright, I know Sticky Fingers, and I know they're big hits, obviously, because they're ubiquitous. You hear them all the time, and I listen to a lot of terrestrial radio, a lot of classic rock radio growing up. I was exposed to a lot of it. I shouldn't say I voluntarily listened to a lot of it. A lot of it was just everywhere I went. Um, and, of course, a lot of Rolling Stones got played. And and I worked with a guy years ago who loaned me a cassette copy of Exile on Main Street. But, otherwise, I, I'm largely ignorant of the Stones' discography. So I've been working to fix that. I've been using our library's digital service, Hoopla, to check out older Stones albums. I borrowed uh, their Satanic Majesty's request. It was okay. I, uh, I also borrowed Aftermath, and, and I like that one a lot. That one's got to uh, paint it black and under my thumb on it. I figure I'll do one Stones album a month, you know? I, you know, I figured uh, uh, that way I'll work my way through their discography and be able to give myself a considerable amount of time with each album. Uh, I, I read the novel Tampa by Allison, Alyssa, sorry, Alyssa Nutting recently. Have you heard of this book? Someone had recommended it to me on Twitter, and I apologize. I don't remember who recommended it. I, I was looking for recommendations for funny novels, and I suppose it was funny, uh, darkly funny, most definitely. Anyway, this novel Tampa came out a few years ago, and it's written from the perspective of a beautiful, married, 26-year-old female high school teacher who likes to seduce and have sex with 14-year-old boys. Now, I, I'm going to tell you right now, it's very graphic. So, if, if, if you're not looking for something like, you know, with very descriptive uh, uh, sexual scenes, obviously, stay away. It, it, the story takes place in the 2010s, and the teacher's husband is a Tampa cop, it's a wild book. It definitely won't be for everyone. But I suppose if any of the elements I just described intrigue you, then definitely check it out. It was certainly compelling. I, I wouldn't call it laugh-out-loud funny by any means, but if you appreciate dark humor, I, I suppose you'll you'll find some in there. And, and speaking of books, I want to remind you, in case you haven't listened to this podcast recently, uh, that my new novel, Where Are You Now, Randy Dow?, is currently available for purchase worldwide via Amazon as a paperback and an ebook. And if you don't use Amazon, you can buy the paperback edition at barnesandnoble.com. 
If you want to know what my book's about, you can read a summary online, or you can listen to episode 134 of this very podcast, and you can hear me read the first 20 pages of the book. Uh, Thank you for your consideration and patronage. I sincerely appreciate it. And with all that out of the way, here's the quirky theme song. This is episode 138 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out. I I didn't even mention my name. If you've never listened to this podcast before, my name is Andy Mascola. I'm the host of the show. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. If if you've listened before, hello, old friend. Good to see you again. I hope you're you're doing well. And new friend, I hope you're doing well also. Uh, And I hope you decide to uh, to stick around and and enjoy this uh, this podcast. I've been doing it for a while now over two and a half years, and there are no ads, and there's no Patreon set up. The advertisement I basically gave at the, the intro to this show for, for my novel is, is what I do every episode. If, if you, if you would like want to support the show, or if you just like to, uh, to, to contribute monetarily to, uh, to a, a worthy cause, meaning uh, my books, uh, and you, like, you like to read, and, and you like to support a podcaster, uh, please feel free to check out my books. Uh, I, I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Um, I, I had a list of things to talk about. I'm a little flustered. Sorry, I, I am. I'm a you know I'm a little unprepared tonight. I, I I we've been busy. I say I've been busy. We've been busy. We we got a dog. Yeah, it's exciting, right? Uh, this is this is a whole new thing. I've uh, my folks might have had a dog when I was very young. Maybe you know, uh, uh, one or two years old, and I think they ended up having to get rid of it because I think it, it it bit some kid on the ass. Uh, you know, like a neighborhood kid or something who was bothering it with a stick and they had to get rid of it. Uh, but other than that, I, I've uh, never never had a dog as a pet. Uh, and uh, uh, similarly, my wife is, you know, I think they, they might have had a dog when when my wife was very little, sim- similarly to my own family, and, and, and she doesn't remember, but you, our daughter, you know, her, her she was very interested in, in having a, a dog as a pet, and I, my wife and I said, you know, if you can, um, you want to do the, the footwork and find out all about what is entailed with, with a, a, a rescuing uh, or adopting a, a dog, uh, then, uh, then by all means, you know, we'll, 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 we'll support it, and we'll, will get a dog, but it means that you have to have, you know, show the impetus in order to, to, to go out and do the, the groundwork and fill out the forms and whatnot. And, and our daughter did in about two weeks time, she was filling out forms like crazy online, looking for, looking for uh, a dog that, that, uh, needed to be rescued. And sure enough, we found a service. Uh, and, uh, what the service does is they relocate dogs from the Southern States. I'm sure you probably 
if, if you live in, in New England, you might have heard of this service. Uh, there are, I'm sure, a few of these uh, places that do this. But at a reasonable price, what they do is they bring dogs from the southern states up to uh, the northern states uh, that, that need homes. And, and, and our daughter found a, a dog this way, and we adopted a dog. And uh, her name was Monica when we, we, we adopted her, but we've since changed it to Lola. And she's a, a, a mixed breed. She's part black lab and, and we think maybe part pit bull. Although my daughter seems to think maybe she's a little Italian greyhound. It's it, it's it's hard to 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 pinpoint exact exactly. I say I say more pit bull if only because the eyes are kind of like a giveaway to me. Anyway, she's she's the sweetest damn thing. Uh, is very docile. It's extremely docile. Um, really smart. Very uh, well behaved and well mannered. Um, of of course she's a puppy. She's only six months old. So so we've had some accidents that have kept us busy. It's just like a new child, you know, uh, where where we have to, uh, you know, we turn our back for a second and she's got something in her mouth that she shouldn't. Yeah, that's happened a couple times. Sure, she, she, I've got a, I've got a flip-flop that has some teeth marks in it to prove it. Uh, uh, and, and of course, of course, we've missed the uh, signals, meaning, uh, meaning, um, uh, uh, oh no, uh, she seems to have peed on the carpet again. Yeah, that, that's happened. That's happened. Fortunately, just pee though. It, it, you know, no, uh, no poop. Uh, all the poop she's done has been outside, which has been great. And I don't know if that's because she's been trained to go outside, but it's only been a week, you know. Obviously, there there could still be a, um, an accident here or there, so to speak. But but the also the wonderful thing is she's crate trained, and and she didn't come with a crate. We went, we we prepared, we bought her a crate. We bought gates for the house for the uh, to 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 block off certain areas that we didn't want her going into. Obviously, again, she's a puppy. We don't. We don't want her falling down the stairs, um, so we, we have a gate set up. But we bought this crate in order to pick her up in, and uh, we bought bedding for the crate, and, and we uh, we read all the instructions on, you know, how to crate train your dog. But she seems to already be crate trained as we leave the, the door open, and she she just uh, wanders in there, and she'll lie down, you know. And at night, we'll, we'll close up the crate, and there's no crying. It's as if she's like, oh, this is fine, you know, this is what I'm used to, you know. And she'll sleep through the whole night, which is wonderful. And in the morning, we wake up, and she seems excited to see us, and she'll go outside and do her business. Uh, and, uh, and then we'll go about our day. It's been, it's been a, a, a great experience thus far. Again, again, barring the accidents, but, uh, accidents are going to happen with a puppy, just like, uh, just like any, any new, um, I, I suppose a new baby, you know, or, or uh, a new animal in, in your household is going to, it's going to take a while to adjust and for you to get used to their, their signals and their, their rhythms in terms of, in terms of that sort of thing. But we're really enjoying it. She's brought a lot of happiness into the home and uh, she's very affectionate and uh, everybody seems to love her, including, you know, our, our other family members who have come over to meet her. But uh, so far, so good. So Lola Mascola. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an exciting time. It's, uh, it's, uh, but it's a new adventure, believe me, and and again, it's it's been our preoccupation for for the week, and and of course, probably the better part of our lives for the next ten years or so. I'm sure, God willing, right? Knock on wood, right? So we'll we'll uh, this is this is what's happening. It's a uh, it's a uh, it's an exciting exciting thing. Uh, you know, I mentioned some music at the beginning of of this podcast episode that I've been listening to. There's there's been other stuff too. I I don't know if uh, if you're a fan of Stephen Merritt. Or the magnetic fields, man. Oh man, that guy. You know, I was just thinking about this, and I know I tweeted about it the other day. 
is Stephen Merritt. You know, his output is just incredible. If you're a fan of 90s indie rock, you, you probably know 69 Love Songs, uh, that uh, that amazing that amazing box set, uh, which contains exactly that. You know, 69 Love Songs by the Magnetic Fields, done in all different genres. You name the genre, they they kind of they they kind of took it on and and wrote a love song about it. Um, you know, I've got it right here. Let me just grab it real quick off my shelf, and I'm just looking at it. And I'm just curious about the the date more than anything, if only because I forget I forget exactly when this damn thing came out. I you know I said the the 90s, but it could have been. Oh yeah, right at the end. It was 1999. Oh man, it's a it's it is a masterpiece, really. Stephen Merritt is just a, you know, he's a he's a songwriting machine, and and his what he does is so wonderful. If you if you've never heard the Magnetic Fields, I I implore you to please check them out. There's he's an American treasure, and and I only bring him up because, again, I was mentioning music at the opening monologue that I've been listening to recently, and one thing that I I caught up on. I'm gonna put this back, so I'm gonna lean away from the microphone here for a moment. But um. One thing that I caught up on was this album that came out uh, a couple years ago. It might have been 2018. Is that right? Might have been 2018. Yeah, it, it was a, a, the 50 song memoir in, in, in what Stephen Merritt did uh, as the Magnetic Fields again, his band. Um, I suppose with them, I should say, is that he wrote a song for every year of his life. So it, it starts in 1966. And of course, goes right on up consecutively. Each song has a title, but it's also, you know, obviously has a year attached to it. And he sings about uh, something that might have uh, happened to him that was important in his life that year, you know. And he goes right on up, and it's exactly what's promised. You get fifty songs. Now, I was thinking about this, like from an artist's perspective, you know, artists, you know, they 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 work up all these demos for songs on a new album and. They they maybe take them into uh, to a professional studio and they have a producer there. Obviously, if it's a if it's a major record label that they're on, this would be on on a very high end level. And uh, they've got these songs and they can they can mix and match and and cut songs out and maybe save songs for a B side, etc. etc. And then shuffle them up as they as they want in an order of sequence that works well to the to the listener's ear when they're listening to an album from beginning to end. And but with something like this project, this fifty song memoir that uh, the Magnetic Fields did, again, uh, uh, Stephen Merritt, uh, the front man, uh, he couldn't do that because he had to go consecutively, literally, because the, each song is 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 for the year. And he starts again right at 1966, and he goes right on up through, I believe, 2018. Uh, and it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's really, really impressive. And, you know, and, and I can't say I'm, I fell in love with every song, but the majority of them are, are so, so great. He's, and he's just such a great songwriter and you know, you, you think about like, you know, we lose a lot of people and it, it's sad to see great artists pass on. And of course, every year we lose, we lose phenomenal artists and, you know, phenomenal American artists, you know, who, who are considered, you know, uh, legends, uh, you know, sometimes living legends and sometimes they pass on and they're not recognized till after they're gone. But, you know, I, I, I count Stephen Merritt among, among a national, uh, the national treasures, if anything, you know, I don't, I don't know if I'd say legend just yet, but, uh, he's definitely a national treasure and boy, oh boy, the output, 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 output on that guy is, is tremendous. And, and, uh, we're so, so lucky to have that guy, you know, around right now. And again, if you, if you've never heard the magnetic fields, uh, check it out. They, they've, 
there's so much of that music. The earlier stuff is 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 uh, very ABBA. You can tell it's ABBA influenced, uh, and ABBA, in my opinion, is fantastic. So you can't go wrong there. And what Stephen did at, at those early albums, he had a he had a couple ladies uh, basically um, uh, were the surrogate for for his his uh, his own personality, and they sang the songs until after those albums, uh, Stephen. Uh, I don't know if it was a matter of of him being shy or him um, deciding that it was time to to introduce himself to his listeners, but he started singing his own songs, and uh, he's got a, a beautiful, beautiful baritone voice, very deep, uh, just a wonderful, wonderful uh, singer and again songwriter. And uh, then every now and again, and I and, and I, I know he did this on sixty nine love songs, and and he did it on a fifty song memoir. He he has the ladies come back and sing sing songs, and there are a couple fellas that he also uh, employs to to sing sing uh, his songs. Uh, but just just a wonderful wonderful entertainer. I don't know, I didn't plan on talking about Stephen Merritt at all, but uh, again, uh, uh, just uh, you, you stop and you think about the people that may not be getting complete recognition obviously i don't think the I, you know I, I i don't know how how high the hard, highest charting magnetic fields album is or 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 has been but i can't i i don't i don't believe they've ever cracked you know the the top 50 as far as as far as billboard albums in america but uh but again a national treasure in my opinion just a, a definitely definitely a um a, a living legend at least at least to my ears a fantastic fantastic uh, um, songwriter and a fantastic band uh, I, I you know as far as new music is concerned I, I listened to um Bill Callahan's new album gold record oh my god blew me away do you, do you like Bill Callahan do you know who this guy is have you heard smog did you ever hear you know smog they they, they were around in, in the 90s Again, essentially a one-man sort of operation. Bill Callahan started off doing these experimental songs and then kind of built upon that. Um, just wonderful, wonderful. Um, like I suppose indie folk would be uh, the closest approximation if you if you if you took his stuff after the early experimental stuff. It was it was basically indie folk, and and what he does now is still indie folk, albeit it's much more stripped down as uh, just, he, he goes by his own name, obviously, Bill Callahan, but he just put out this album called Gold Record, and oh my goodness, ladies and gentlemen, it is so sweet. It's just so wonderful, like, I, I just drive around listening to it, and I feel good about, I feel good about myself, I feel good about the world, it just, it just, uh, it, it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful, wonderful album. Uh, I recommend it. Not a long album, um, but just each song is, is, uh, is, is heartwarming, and there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of humor involved. You know, it's funny because I've, I've used those two words to describe my latest novel, too. But honestly, and maybe that's part of the reason why this Bill Callahan album is uh, is attractive to me at this moment. But I, I think he opens the album by saying, Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. And obviously he's not Johnny Cash. And he ends that first song by saying, Sincerely, L. Cohen, meaning Leonard Cohen. I think uh, uh, Leonard Cohen ended one of his songs, maybe So Long, Marianne. I don't know. Uh, sincerely, L. Cohen, you know. Uh, but but uh, it's similar, I suppose, in, in, thematically uh, to, to Leonard Cohen or, or a lot of these songs. But uh, if any of this sounds interesting to you, check out Bill Callahan's Gold Record. Oh, man, what a great album. At least listen to a couple tracks. And, and, and if you know that song, uh, Let's Move to the Country from Smog, I think it was from Knock Knock. Uh, which is an amazing album, by the way. It's the one with the, um, it's got like a lynx or a, uh, like a cougar or some kind of uh, feral, 
you know, a feline wild animal on the cover with all this lightning. It's a great album, but uh, he reprises that on this album. He does uh, Let's Move to the Country. But uh, the other songs on it, so obviously you got, you got that, so you know, you know, you know that song, but uh, check it out. It is, it is dynamite. You know, the other, the other thing, album I picked up, and I just picked this up yesterday, and it's because I just read so many great things about it, and uh, sometimes I'll do that. I'll, you know, read a, you know, read, read great, great reviews of an album, and I'll be compelled to, to, to grab it up, but I picked up Fiona Apple's latest album, Fetch the Bolt Cutters, you know, if only because I, I'd read so many glowing reviews of it and thought to myself well i like fiona apple enough you know i the first album title uh my wife and i listened to a lot i think we were we were dating uh at the time might have been around the time it came out or just after it came out and uh then i i'd had a friend who put uh one of her uh, later songs on a mixtape of mine and i liked that a lot and my wife reminded me that she she did the theme song for for one of the shows that that my wife likes but i can't remember what show it is right now but anyway, so I, I picked up Fetch the Bolt Cutters. I had no idea. It was also Fiona Apple's birthday yesterday. Um, I just found that out today, just doing some research about her online. But uh, the album is very different. It's it's like it's very hard to define. You would not call it pop, would not call it rock. It's definitely more, you know, to my ears, it's jazzy. But I've heard it described as blues also. Uh, but uh, definitely, definitely an interesting, interesting album. And and I'm I'm just breaking into it now, so I, I I, uh, I hesitate to 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 give it a, a review or even say I love it. I I don't know if I love it just yet, but uh, it's a compelling listen and and something um something that uh, if if you if this if you love Fiona Apple what she's done thus far it's uh, it's along the same lines not too far too far uh, out of out of bounds of what she's done obviously you know her voice she's got a very iconic voice and a very iconic style and uh and uh, again this album was well reviewed and i said i'll give it a shot what the heck you know i had a gift i had a gift card uh, to a to a record store and uh i'd had it uh, since uh, since my birthday since november and uh, i thought yeah i'll give it a, you know i got some uh, got some dollars to burn here I'm, i might as well try and take a chance on it you know i i always feel like if i if i get uh, come into some extra cash or surprise money it's that's that's uh, gambling money and and i don't gamble at, at a casino but i will gamble on music and artists and i had hadn't heard uh, i don't think i'd heard anything from this Fiona apple album and i just took a shot on it a shot on it you know and uh, i listened to it a lot today and and uh, so far so far very enjoyable but i hesitate to to say I love it just yet, but uh, yeah, Bill Callahan, Fiona Apple, you know, you say that, you know, people say, I don't know about new music, I don't know, but yeah, no, no, check those two out, those are two good places to start, especially, again, if you, if you like indie folk, Bill Callahan, if, if you, if, if you like Fiona Apple, and you know, you, you know Fiona Apple, uh, uh, check out Fetch the Bolt Cutters, it's, it's worth a, worth a shot. Uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it for this episode, guys. I, I appreciate you listening. I'm sorry again, it was kind of thrown together at the last minute. We've been really busy with <laughs> this dog. She's been keeping us up. A lot of attention is being paid to, uh, what she's putting in her mouth and, uh, where she's going to the bathroom. And of course, that's, uh, that's to be expected, like I said, of any uh, young, young creature in your home. Um, oh, I wanted to, to, to mention the artist and writer, Marissa Deli. Farfelli. Uh, I was on her podcast, Marissa's Wicked Word Nosh, uh, this week. Y you can check that out. I put a link to it on my Twitter profile, uh, and you can find that, um, you can find it, uh, 
there, and I would uh, I would ask that you, you do check it out because I uh, Marissa was was wonderful. She was very generous. She let me speak for an hour about writing and music and books, and uh, she asked me a lot of interesting questions, and she let me promote my stuff. So thank you, Marissa, Marissa Deli Fafali, uh, and again an artist and writer in her own right. Uh, so uh, so thank you, and and I'd uh, I'd uh, encourage you to check that out if you want to hear me talk at length about. Again, about writing and, and books and, and music. Sort of the same stuff I talk about here, I suppose. But uh, that'll about do it for this episode. I, I, I appreciate listening. Oh, the other thing I wanted to mention is um, if you retweeted the link to my latest book on Twitter, the uh, the link to Where Are You Now, Randy Dow. Thank you. Hang in there. If I haven't sent you a personalized thank you, I'm, I'm working them. Uh, I'm doing a couple every day. If you haven't retweeted it yet and you have a Twitter profile, I, I would sincerely appreciate it if you, if you went over there and you found that the tweet uh, to that links to, to my latest novel and, and you gave it a retweet. I, I appreciate it. And thank you so much for listening to this episode of the show. And I hope you guys have a great week. I honestly do. This has been episode 137 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Our theme song is Walrus Love by Nokia Ocean. You can find that song and more at pizzapuppies.bandcamp.com. My name is Andy Mascola. You can purchase my novels via Amazon and other online book retailers in both paperback and ebook formats for as little as $1.99. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. We love you. Peace.